Are you ready to bounce back better? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, finding love and success after a toxic relationship. I am Sarah, and as promised, we are going live to talk about um, when you can't stop thinking about your ex, especially in the context of he's sleeping with someone else now. He's in a relationship with someone else and you're still thinking about him. And I hope it is warmer where you are than where I am. You can see my snuggly sweater and everything else. Um, it was 19 degrees this morning, I think, when I sent the kids off to school or drove them to school. So very, very cold. <laughs> uh, colder I am. So I hope it is warmer where you are. Uh, my husband and I were actually looking at... Um, temperatures in Destin, Florida, and it was 32 degrees in Florida today at the top of Florida at the beach. So that is very cold for November. So hope it's a little warmer where you are, and I hope you get some answers that you're looking for today. So let's dive right in. What do you do when you're constantly thinking about your ex, especially in the context of them having cheated on you, them being with someone else, they're in a new relationship, they're not with you anymore. For whatever reason, they're not with you and they're with her, whoever her is, okay? And definitely a hugely difficult problem and definitely a difficult thing to get over. And there's lots of articles on there of, you know, if you Google how to stop thinking about your ex, you know, they're going to talk about things like grieving, right? Allowing yourself to grieve. Um, they're going to talk about things like forgiveness, right? Of course, we know that the right thing to do is forgive and that when we forgive, it no longer has power over us. And, you know, some things like that. So I'm going to try to do some things that you would not normally hear. And the first thing I'm going to say is people love based on who they are not because of who you are. The way we're raised, the way advertisement works, everything else, we learn, fix yourself, be better, be skinnier, be thinner, get the right kind of lipstick and a man will fall in love with you. Get the right perfume and a man will fall in love with you. And that's obviously very powerful marketing and there's a reason it works, right? Because it feels like we can control so much when we can become more lovable. We try to make ourselves more lovable, easier to get along with, you know? And I'm obviously a huge proponent of self-growth. I can't remember the last time I haven't had a coach of some sort, um, as well as being a coach. And I drastically believe in growing yourself and becoming the best version of yourself. And I absolutely think that's the key to happiness. I think it's the key to love, but not in the way we normally think about it. I don't think you can change yourself in a way that all of a sudden you're lovable. I think the key to a healthy relationship is finding someone who is good at loving. Because if someone isn't good at loving, they're just not good at loving. And it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how, I mean, come on people, Beyonce got cheated on. Beyonce got cheated on. Are we really going to think, oh man, she wasn't sexy enough or she wasn't good enough or she wasn't talented enough? And that is something I've said to many clients and something I've said to myself. It's like, whoa, now, come on now. Beyonce got cheated on. And when you see these movie stars and see these beautiful, incredible, passionate, amazing women that got cheated on, it's easier to take out the sting and think, ah, oh, you know, maybe it wasn't so much my fault after all. And I haven't studied the Beyonce Jay-Z thing that much, but he did talk about not being good at loving. 
you know, is it actually, he didn't use those words, but it's exactly what he talked about. Because if you're with someone who is not good at loving, they're not going to be good at loving you. If you're with someone who is not a faithful person, they're not going to be faithful to you. And that is incredibly different than you weren't good enough. You weren't sexy enough. You weren't hot enough. You weren't skinny enough. You weren't pretty enough. Because we've all seen girls who, like Beyonce, who are incredible and got cheated on. And then there's other people who we think, Maybe let herself go or she's a bitch or whatever. And then she has this husband or boyfriend or whoever who's really nice and kind to her. And you think, what is going on? She found someone who was good at loving. She found someone who was good at loving while you were spending all your time and energy trying to be more lovable. That may, I hope that makes sense. You can ask questions. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, you can ask questions in the, in the chat. You know, this is private. This is a private group. This is not going to go anywhere else. So the, no one else will see your comments or anything like that. So you can ask questions and I never used last names or anything like that. But so the secret is to find someone good at loving and then to get out of your head, that question of what's so great about her and what's so wrong with me? Cause isn't that the real question that we ask ourselves? is what's wrong with me? What's so great about her and what's so wrong with me? And when you put it into context of that person, isn't just good at loving it helps with that question. I want you to think about, and my dad would actually use this illustration growing up. I want you to think about if I had a cup of water right here. This is a cup of water. And I shook it, shook it, shook it, shook it, shook it. What would happen? Water would come out, right? Um, and my dad would ask the question to people. He would say, you know, why did the water spill out of the cup? And usually someone would say, because you shook the cup, right? We shook the cup and water came out. And he would say, no. Water didn't come out of the cup because you shook it. Water came out of the cup because there was water in the cup. And if you are with someone who there's toxicity in the cup and there's dysfunction in the cup and there's um, cheating in the cup and there's a need for attention in the cup, um, toxic people need lots of attention, lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of attention from, it would be impossible for you to give someone that much attention. There's like a hole that they keep trying to, their hole with attention, which can turn into cheating, right? So when you shake that cup, the water comes out because there was water in the cup, not because you shook the cup. So if someone cheated, it's because they were a cheater, not because you weren't lovable, not because you weren't good at sex, not because you put on five pounds, not because you weren't enough. It's because they weren't good at loving. And if you can see those two differences, not being good at loving versus you know, not being good enough. That's everything. I mean, that is so much of everything. Okay. And I have a way of thinking that I teach all my clients, which becomes the basis of nearly everything we do, because until you can get a hold of your thinking and get it to work for you rather than for them. Right. And if you're on this video right now and you're (laughs) constantly researching your ex or constantly trying to figure out, you know, is he with her? What's he doing? Is he nicer to her than he was to me? And I see all the time, like, why, why is he doing this for her? He never did that for me. It is a lie. I just want to be so clear that it is a lie. And as you get into this process and you start hearing back things such as, oh my gosh, you finally, you know, he breaks up with this new girl, cheats on her whatever. And as you go along, you'll hear the same stories over and over again, which is, which are things like, oh my gosh, he did the exact same thing to her that he did to me. Yes. Because there was water in the cup and you shook the cup and water came out because there's water in the cup. So if he's a cheater, yes, he's going to do the same thing over and over and over to different girls. 
men can mature, women can mature. And sometimes through that maturity, people change within relationships. But I have just really, really not seen a chronic cheater, someone very controlling, someone angry, someone who is looking for a servant or someone to do the work of the relationship so they didn't have to do the work of the relationship. I have not seen them just drastically do this amazing turnaround. All of a sudden they're like husband or boyfriend of the year. I've just not seen it. But if you are still in your head thinking, oh, what's he doing with her? Does he like her better than me? You know, all those sorts of things. I want to give you some strategies to help. So there is a book called Design Your Life that is so amazing. And I talk about it in every program and everything that I do because it helped me so much. And they talk about two ways of thinking in that group, in that book, gravity thinking and actionable thinking. Okay. So let's imagine you want to get to the moon and you're trying to get to the moon and you're just going to jump really, really, really hard. So you just jump every day, jump, you buy special shoes to jump. You get a trampoline to jump. You are all about jumping. Uh, what's that old song? Chris Cross make you want to jump jump, jump. Yeah. That can be your theme song. Cause you always sing them like jump, jump out in the neighbors, you know, and they're looking at you like you're crazy. And you, they come by and they say, what are you doing? And you say, I'm jumping. And they say, why? You say, cause I'm going to jump to the moon. And they look at you like you were crazy because of gravity, right? <laughs> because gravity is a real thing and gravity is not going to allow you to jump to the moon. And there are so many problems in our life that are really gravity problems just really want our toxic person to change. We really want to have had a different childhood. We really, really, really want to go back and erase the last five years. And we think the more effort and energy we put towards that problem, it feels our brains trick us into thinking we have power over that problem. But if it's a gravity problem, like how your toxic behaves and who he or she chooses to sleep with, that's a gravity problem. Okay. That's not a can't fight it. It's gravity, right? Then they talk about actionable problems, which is if you, for example, if you were going to go to the moon, you uh, want to take action. You want to sign up for NASA space camp. You want to get your aerospace engineering degree. You know, that would be a actionable way to get to the moon. Jumping is not an actionable way to get to the moon because you're just fighting gravity. So you want to do something other than fight gravity. Okay. I know some of you are fighting gravity problems in your life. Now, the other thing, the other piece that I added to, to, instead of just having two ways of thinking, three ways of thinking is abstract thinking. If we're talking about the moon, that whole idea of, gosh, am I really going to like the moon? Do you think someone's going to be mad at me if I go to the moon? What's going to happen when I get to the moon? Do you think I'm going to like feel fulfilled when I get to the moon? Do you think I'm going to still feel like I have a mistake? And it's just, just like, circular thinking that keeps you going around and around and around. You're using a lot of energy, but you're not going anywhere. And within this concept of cheating, do you think, do you think he likes her more than me? Do you think, um, what's wrong? Oh my gosh, maybe should I, should I go to, should I look him up on Facebook? Should I not look him up on Facebook? Should I see this? Should I say this? Should I reach out to her? Okay. These are all circular ways of thinking that never move you forward. There's no action attached to it or poor action, right? You know, just looking him up on social media or stalking or wondering what they're doing. And it's, it's the wondering. You can get lost wandering in the desert and you can get lost wondering in your mind. And that's what abstract thinking is. It's just that constant wondering, constant questioning. We want to stay as much as we can into actionable thinking. And actionable thinking actually moves us forward in our lives. Because the secret to really and truly getting over him is to create a life that is better 
without him than your life was with him. Because if your life is always, if it felt like it was amazing with him and it's horrible without him, of course, you're still going to think about him. It's just like if you're trying to recover from alcoholism and there's a, um, you know, life is so amazing with alcohol and life is so bad with alcohol. Of course, you're going to miss alcohol. And if you feel like, if oh, life was so great with him and so horrible without him, of course, you're going to have a hard time getting him out of your head. Especially if you're thinking, oh my gosh, and now he's with her and he's treating her so well and he's doing this and she's got everything he never did for me. Okay. And watch earlier in the video. That is not true. <laughs> that is not what's happening. I assure you. I assure you. I assure you. Um, because people love based on who they are, not who they are with. People love based on who they are, not who they are with. And yes, some people are better matches than others, but we're talking about pretty, we're talking about toxic relationships right now. So that's a pretty extreme version. And um, so anytime you can get into actionable thinking, what can I do to move my life forward? How can I build a better life without him than I had with him? How can I build other relationships in my life? How can I create fun in my life? How can I create rest in my life? How can I get help for the healing that I need? How can I make more money? How can I go after dreams I never thought I had, I never had time with before? Those create a path and there are action plans attached to those. And when you start to build forward momentum, you start to feel better. If you were stuck in your house and researching um, constantly researching narcissism, constantly researching sociopaths, um, watching Netflix documentaries constantly and, um, eating junky food and ice cream and then looking up old pictures of you and him and then looking at pictures of him and his new girl and wondering if she's skinnier than you, you are not going to feel better. There is no way, no way, no way, no way that strategy is going to work. That's not going to build forward momentum. The secret and trick is that our brains are designed to keep us safe rather than to make us happy. And that's from a book called Buddha's Brain by Rick Hansen, which is not about Buddha. I'm not sure why it's called that. Um, it's about the way our brains work. Um, but our brains are designed to keep us safe, not to make us happy. And so when you are in that process of like, if he felt like the unsafe piece of your life because you, he was mean. You thought he was, you know, he was cheating. Um, you couldn't figure out what was lies, what wasn't lies that to your brain is your yellow caution sign or your danger sign. Your brain goes, I need to fix that to feel safe, but changing who they are. There's no fix for that. There's no real closure with a toxic person. You can relive a thousand conversations in your head, but it's going to just be using your energy, reliving those in your head. It's going to be an abstract thinking, which we talked about earlier. You need to find small wins, forward momentum, and some type of gain in your life. So you start to get rid of the feeling of helplessness and start to rebuild the feeling of being in control of your own life, about being able to control your outcomes, about being able to um, strategize for your future. And so that, and that is very attractive after thinking about attracting other people. Um, and it's like, if you are on fire and you're glowing and you're happy and you were like getting out there and other people see it, and they're like, whoa, man, what happened to her? She seems to be like doing really well. Maybe he was the problem, right? <laughs> and it's so simple. What we do is stay in our house, watch Netflix, try to hide, 
Look up old social media pictures. Look at pictures. What are we doing with this girlfriends? Every time we meet with our girlfriends, we're like, can you believe what he did today? Right? And I have lived it. I, I am not, this is no judgment zone. Like I get it. The reason I, I mean, I created like barely any outline notes, but the reason I can talk so officially about it is because I know about it, right? So I, so no judgment zone. I know how hard this is. And I know the reason is because your brain is designed to keep you safe, not to make you happy. And you think if you can figure out the problem of your toxic person, you will feel safe again. You will feel happy again. And I'm here to tell you that real happiness is found in creating small wins for yourself and building a better life after the relationship than you've ever had within the relationship. So I hope that helps. Are there any questions about that? I know some of you came in and out and all that kind of stuff. So there may be something to go rewatch. Um, I'm actually being, go ahead and type if you have any questions. And I'm going to be going live tomorrow about getting that toxic voice out of your head. Because some of you have had multiple toxic relationships or been raised by a toxic parent um, or had a toxic boss or a toxic sibling. You know, all these kind of things that... It's not just an ex, right? It's not just a romantic relationship. It's when you were good, kind, loving, giving, and forgiving, sometimes you can end up with a lot of toxic people in your life um, because they are very much attracted to the good qualities. And you love based on who you are too, which means you're probably very good at loving. And the key is to find someone else good at loving, not just spend all your energy trying to make yourself more lovable, make yourself more powerful, make yourself more energetic, make yourself more light, make yourself more um, financially free, make yourself, you can make yourself anything, but don't feel like you have to make yourself more lovable to be loved because it's not the way it works. Okay. Any questions? Hi. I see so many familiar faces. Awesome. Okay. Big love. I'm going to see you tomorrow at 3.30 PM Eastern standard time about getting that toxic person out of your head. And if there is anyone you need to invite to the group who you think, Oh my gosh, they would be, they would love this. They would benefit so much from this, you know, send them an invite. You can invite members or send them the link facebook.com slash groups, finding love and success after a toxic relationship. And if uh, you don't have a therapist or anyone who's helping you right now, and you are looking for someone who can get you from out of the darkness into the light. Um, and I take that very seriously. I would love to help you. So you can find out more at www.sarahkramsey.com. Oh, I've got a question. Yeah. So, um, six months, no contract. Um, so again, like give yourself grace to grieve because it is a grieving process, but don't let grieving and healing be the only thing you are doing. Find something to look forward to. Say yes to things. In my program, we talk about, um, you know, even when I found my husband and was in the dating, all the things I said yes to, all the ways I got out there, all the situations I put myself in that were not completely comfortable. Um, but it felt like being alive, being around people, um, finding that strength. And so that would definitely be my advice to you, Elizabeth, is to find something to say yes to. Find a happy place to say yes to uh, in this process of grieving and finding those actionable steps that can build forward momentum in your life. Because, And that's what's so tricky about um, traditional therapy, because there's a definitely a point that we need to process what happened. 
that is appropriate to process what happened. But I see so many people and they get stuck in processing and they never get to the point of progressing, which are two drastically different things. And, you know, when you think about attracting someone new, finding true love, like what's your hobby? Oh, I process, I process toxic relationships. I study narcissism and sociopaths and you know, I just process what happened to me. They're going to be like, Oh, my gosh. Okay. So there is a absolutely you need to process it, but don't get stuck in processing, you know, um, get into progressing. So Elizabeth, find something that can make you smile that you can say yes to that is not, doesn't have to be expensive. It can be a walk in a park. It can be joining a free book club. It can be volunteering at the animal shelter. It can be anything that involves you getting out of your home and being around people in new situations to in meeting new people, creating something different in your life that wasn't there when you were in the toxic relationship. It's very important that it feels new. It feels novel. It feels like something there isn't attached to him. It's a very bad idea to take uh, your old life and to take him out and change nothing else. It's very helpful when there's something you can change. It could be your hair. It can be your fingernail color. It can be, you know, which way you drive to work. It doesn't matter. But it's something that is novel in your head. Like in our our brains are attracted to novelty, new things. So um, something new in your life that couldn't possibly have any memories of him can be really, really, really helpful. Any other questions? No. Awesome. I will see you guys tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, And we'll talk very soon. Have a great day. Hello, wonderful. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that you found something that will either help you get past your past, get real about your present, or get serious about your future. Hopefully it's all 30. If you're not already in my Facebook group, finding love and success after a toxic relationship, consider this your invitation. There are tons of lives, tons of tips and tricks to help you bounce back better. Have a great day.